very much. That's my desire. I trust that it's your desire uh, to finish well. Uh, I'll make a few comments of things to be, uh, for us to be preparing for. I uh, will be in 2 John chapter 4 in just a few moments. Uh, if you want to be finding your, uh, I'm sorry, 1 John chapter number 4. It's been kind of difficult to find 2 John. First uh, John chapter number four is where we'll be, uh, but just to remind you to be praying for the conference. This conference is important. This is our sixth year doing it, and uh, I I could show you letters, I could read you letters of men who their testimony of what God has done for them at this meeting, and there are churches that are continuing. I've had the privilege to visit some of these churches, preach in some of these churches, and see the difference in these churches based on the testimony of the man who got what he needed while he was here. Um, I've, rem- I've said this before, but I want to, after the fact that we've had meetings, but I'll remind you before we have this meeting, um, the number one testimony that I get from pastors, they thank me. We host them, we feed them, we treat them all like VIPs. And the number one testimony I get is that the thing, the preaching was good, the music was good, but your people... The way they serve, the way they help, the way they, that preaches the loudest sermon of anything. And so I want to challenge you to, let's not make this year any difference. Uh, let's, let's host these, these people as you do. Let's be friendly. There's going to be a crowd here. This building is going to be full. Because of that, don't you stay home. I mean, it's a pretty much full now, but don't you stay home. Say, Pastor, how are we going to fit? We'll fit. You know, some of you, somebody might sit in your lap, but we'll fit. Uh, we'll get in here. We've squeezed into tighter uh, spaces uh, through the years, and it's going to be a great, great time. And, uh, and, and so I want you to be praying for the conference, praying for the preachers who will be here preaching, praying for those that are coming in. And if you'll permit me to say this, because I want you, and I think, I think we, we have a pretty, we have a good relationship. I'm, I'm very transparent with you, and I want to be very, very, uh, remind you of something very, very important. Um, these men that come, the, the pastors on the front lines of spiritual warfare, the front lines. And, and if this bothers you for me to, for me to say it, you're just, you're just going to have to let me say it. Unless you've pastored, you will never know the burden You'll never know the weight. And I get such joy when on that Monday night and Tuesday night when I'm up here and you can see the the men out here and you can just see the breath they take to relax for just a moment, to get their spirit restored for just a moment. doesn't mean they're weak men. It just means they're burdened men. And the wives that come with them, that that ladies' meeting uh, we have every morning for all the ladies, which I know some of you will be attending, uh, be be a blessing, be friendly, be helpful. Uh, there's uh, we'll be having some prayer meetings. I'll let you know about. We're going to try and have a work night this coming Thursday night. We'll have a couple more. If you can be here, we're going to try and take care of some of the outside uh, things. I know it's a normal night of visitation. You can go visit, visit visiting, but if you're able to help uh, with some work that night, uh, we'll try and do some things that evening. Uh, then the sign up list for the food is out in the foyer. I looked at it on the way in. It's almost halfway full, and so uh, that's a good response to that. We'll have a sign up list by Sunday of a cleaning schedule so that we can keep everything clean that week and get you to help us with that. And so I want to remind you of that, but be praying uh, for what God will do uh, that week. I'm looking forward to it, having new people here, people who've never been here before, and I want us to be a help and a blessing. So I'm counting on you, choir. I'm counting on you. Well, 
Okay, I'm counting on you. Orchestra, I'm counting on you. Um, ushers, nursery workers, be here, be a part. And uh, one day when we all get to heaven, we're going to be able to see the fruits of a meeting like this. Uh, the fruits, I can think back in my own life of some special meetings I attended and what God did in my life. And you can think of times, even as a church member, what God has done in your life. So I'm going to read from 1 John chapter number 4 tonight. And I know what time, what time it is. And uh, I'm not going to preach a message as I normally would preach. But I've been telling you, I'm just going to remind us tonight, why do we host the Preacher's Delight Conference? And I'm going to, read, I'm going to use 1 John chapter number 4 uh, to help us with that. I'm going to read uh, the entire chapter tonight. Well, I'll read uh, down through verse number 16. We'll start there. And then I have six statements I'm going to make. Don't let that scare you. I'm going to make these six statements. I'll make a comment or two, and we'll be out pretty close uh, to our normal time. Um, and, but read, follow along with me. It's 1 John chapter number 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into this world. Let me remind you, there's a lot of spirits in this world. There's one Holy Spirit. And if you have a spirit telling you something that's contrary to the Holy Spirit, and it's contrary to this book, it ain't the Holy Spirit telling you. There's many spirits. You say, you, you mean spirits come to Christians? And absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, verse 2, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us, he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us. And sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Aren't you thankful God wasn't waiting on you to love Him before He loved you? Verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us, because He hath given us of His Spirit. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in Him, and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, in God, in him. Let me give you a few thoughts tonight from this chapter. Uh, certainly, the Apostle John knew something about love. He knew something about ministering to the Christian. He experienced Christ who ministered to him. John the Beloved, John 
the lover, if you will. John, the one who loved his fellow man. John, who wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit about love and how we got to love one another. You know, as we think of what God has put before us, and I thought about there's several passages of Scripture I could have used tonight, but this is the one that the Lord just settled my heart on. And I want to go through this passage very quickly and make a few statements of why do we host a Preacher's Delight Conference. I want to remind us, if God has burdened your pastor's heart and God has made a way for us to do that, this is our responsibility. This is not an option. This is something that we have to do for Him. He has chosen us to do it. So let me mention a few things. Why do we host it? Number one, to stand for truth. Notice verse number one. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, for they are of God, because many false prophets are going out into this world. There ought to be a place where people know that they can come, and they're, they're going to be those who stand for truth. Yeah, we are going to stand for the truth that is of the Word of God. The men who are going to preach this next week, they stand for truth. They believe this book. They believe in the inspiration of the Word of God. They believe in soul winning. They believe in holiness. And quite frankly, if you believe that today, you used to be able to preach it. It's not popular in this world. Not only is it not popular in this world, it's not even popular amongst independent Baptists now. But it doesn't change the fact that it's still truth. And that we are going to stand for truth. So why do we host it? To stand for truth. Um, you stand for truth, you're going to face, you're going to face an all-out assault from the enemy. Because he hates the truth. Number two, why do we host the preachers like commerce? Because the battle is real. Look at with verses two and three. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. Whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. The spiritual battle is real. It's real. Uh, Mom and dad, you better you better prepare yourself. Uh, rearing those children, it's real. The devil's coming for your kids. That's why you better make sure they're in the right place. Better make sure they're under the word of God. Better make sure that they're where they're supposed to be, because the devil's going to come after them. He is after him. He's after your marriage. He's after you. He's after the pastor. He's, he's after, and that's why when, when these preachers are here, uh, some of them are going to sit in your seat. Um, you're going to have to find a different spot unless you're going to be here three hours early. Um, it's good. Be kind. You don't know what they faced. The battle is real. If I could testify tonight, I know what it's like to be betrayed. I know what it's like to pour your prayers, your life. And I'm not saying that for you to feel sorry for me. I have a church that loves me. I have a church that, that stands with me. I have a church that co-labors with me. But not every pastor can say that. I, I walk in here and I never feel alone. But there's pastors who they do feel alone. The battle is real. It's real. And so we have it so uh, that we can get encouraged, we can get help, uh, that these men can get help. So uh, the battle is real. Number three, look at me at verse number four. 
Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Uh, we have the Preachers of Light Conference because we want to help Christians overcome the world. Listen very carefully to me. There's probably somebody in this room, you got more world in you than you need. Let me say, if you got any world in you, you got more than you need. You can't overcome the world. Pastor, I have this, I have these, these addictions, I have these things, I just can't overcome them. According to the word of God, you can overcome the world. We can overcome the world. Why? Because greater is he that is in me. I don't, and I don't have to fear this world. Because uh, we sing that song, we're on the winning side. Sometimes I think we don't, we sing that, but we don't believe it. We want to host this because we want to help Christians overcome the world. I have been praying. I will continue to pray for the men who are coming to preach. These pastors are coming to be encouraged, but I'm praying for the members of the Emmanuel Baptist Church that God would lead each individual to make a decision that week. That there's something, that weight that we've been hanging on to that keeps us from running the race as we need to run the race. That last little bit of surrender that we're holding on to, that's keeping us from experiencing and fulfilling the will of God. There's things in our heart and our life, and we get entangled with the affairs of this world. I'm praying that that week, not just those from the outside will come in, but the people of Emmanuel Baptist Church will make spiritual decisions, and we will get help overcoming the world. I'm asking the Lord to do something in my heart. I'm asking him to work in my life. I, I need him to work in my life. I need that. Well, wouldn't it be a great thing if we would all pray first that, God, would you speak to my heart? Would you do something in my life? By the way, it's hard for him to do that when you're not here. I'm not talking about if you're at work during the day, but if you can be here, you ought to be here. Uh, you, you, would you do something in my life? Would you do something in the life of our church family? You got you to be praying about that. You had confirmation this morning. It's not often have a guest preacher come in and say your pastor is crazy, but you've had confirmation of that this morning. <laughs> we need God's help. Boy, help us to overcome the world. Number four. Why do we host the preachers' light conference to discern between truth and error? Verse number. Six, we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. There's truth. There's error. That's it. Well, this is what I have, have, have. This is my position. I understand your position, but we're both can be right. In what universe can that take place? There is no universe. Well, Pastor, we almost believe like that, and there's a lot of false doctrine out there, and we want to be able to discern between truth and error. Uh, error, error does a good job of, of, of being almost like truth. And Christian, let me just remind you, don't tolerate things that are almost right. You know, well, I, well I, we just disagree a little. You know, when, when you don't even know if I, how I should say this. But I think it's, it, it, it makes the point. 
And then when you got married, you didn't, you didn't want to marry someone that was, that was, that was almost a woman. But you'll take your, you'll move your kids to a church that teaches almost the Bible. It's almost doctrine. It's almost right. Um, you'll never forget that illustration. We'll discern between truth and error. Number five, why do we host the Preacher's Light Conference? To show love one to another. Verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that he, we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. I mentioned it just a moment ago. I mentioned it again. Aren't you glad that God didn't wait on you to love Him before He loved you? So if we're going to model the love of God, we don't have to wait on people to love us before we love them. This is an opportunity for us to love people, to show our love. By the way, you want to feel invested in your church? Show that we can work. Be here. Be a part. Well, I just don't feel a part anymore. I'm just trying to work. You show up. Nobody's going to make you go home. Well, I want to serve. If you just show up, somebody will give you something to do. Uh, be a part. We want to show love one to another. And when you come every single Sunday, you don't know who's hurting. You don't know who's that close. Well, they shouldn't be that close to quitting. You've been there. And if you hadn't, you'll be there. And if you've been there before, you'll be there again. So love one to another. Extend some love because God loved us. I'll remind you what I've already said. Uh, there are people who are going to be here. We don't know the eternal effect that can take place if you encourage somebody. You encourage, you ladies, encourage these other ladies that are here. And my wife will get upset, upset at this, but being a pastor's wife is probably the loneliest position that you can hold. God chose that for her. You understand the, 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 the difficulty sometimes that, that, that places the pastor's wife in. All I'm saying is, and my wife is thankful she has people to encourage her, pray for her, but not every pastor's wife has that. So we ought to be able to, that's an opportunity for us to love them. Not every, there are men, I mentioned this, there are men they're, 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 who will be here who have been critics of this ministry. And I'm not, and as I mentioned before, I'm not putting them at the back of the line. They're not even getting in, no. <laughs> no, they'll eat with everybody. Say, is it ever going to come up? Absolutely not. Because we have an opportunity to show love one for another. When you come to church, come to get what God has for you, but come to show love for one another. How do we love one another? We pray for one another. We encourage one another. Uh, leave your drama outside. That helps one another. Why do we host Preachers Like Converse? To show love one to another. You never know what it'll do for somebody if you're just nice to them. If you're just nice to them. 
If you just shake their hand, good to see you. Glad you're here. Where are you from? What church do you pastor? Little things like, well, where, where's the nursery? You know, over there by the other, go around the corner of the four modulars in the parking lot and then the one there. No, you show a little bit of love. You say, let me show you. Let me, let, me, let me take this time to walk you there and, and get you to where you need to be. Uh, it's just a little things like that that show love for one another. Um, if you've been through something, you recognize it in somebody else, don't you? You, you, you know our testimony at, at losing a child. Once you start, the, there's some things that you immediately identify. You immediately relate to. Whatever experiences we all have, we know that's true. Boy, there's people here who can use that encouragement, use that love. And then lastly, see how good I've been getting all the way through these? Y'all don't seem as appreciative as you should be. Why do we host preachers at the light conference? All these things are important. To stand for truth. So if you stand for truth, you're going to be alone. Well, if we're by ourselves, we're going to stand for truth. But let me say this. Sometimes it gets discouraging being the church that takes certain stands. And, and by the way, there's a, there's a reason why the devil fights your home, fights your family, fights this church. Well, they don't ever get that kind of opposition. That's something you want to take up with them. But don't, you, you can get weary in that. But there's going to be 80 preachers here who are willing to stand for truth too. That would be an encouragement. The battle is real. That's important for us to understand that and recognize that. We want to help Christians overcome. We want to make decisions. We want to show love to one another. But most importantly is we want to magnify Christ. Look at me at verse number 12 again. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we, that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us of his spirit. We have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Well, it's just going to be a week of magnifying the Lord Jesus Christ. The hymns are about Christ. The songs are about Christ. Choir, it's important for you to be in your place. You know why? Because we're going to magnify Christ. Orchestra, practice, as I know you have. Why? Because we're going to magnify Christ. The preaching is going to magnify Christ. The fellowship is going to magnify Christ. You making the effort after working all day, all week long, making the effort to be here magnifies Christ. The effort to magnify Christ. Well, that's why we host it for all those reasons, but we want Christ to be honored. We want Christ to be the center of everything. Don't you think Christ deserves some glory? I'm going to tell you, when these services start, we're going to feel like if this had a roof, we feel like it's going to blow off. Why? Because you know, there's something about just giving honor to our God, honor to the Lord Jesus Christ. Simple message, not the best one I've ever preached. But it's good for us to be reminded. So, Pastor, why are we stopping to do this? We're, we're trying to get things built. We're trying to get things done. We're trying to do all of these things. We're trying to be faithful to what God has given us to do. 
whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do with all thy might. This is something he's given us. I remind us of this all the time. I know there's needs we have. I know there's things we want to accomplish. We can never take our eyes off of our God. If we keep our eyes on God, we can, we'll see the people that we're supposed to help and be a blessing to. It's been a couple of weeks since I remind you of this. I'm going to remind you tonight, and I'll probably remind you every time I see you from here on out. If we encourage one pastor, there's a lot of pastors who get labeled compromisers, who get labeled quitters, and his spirit was fine, but his wife's wasn't. And she says, I'm done. Somebody can get encouraged that week. You realize that we encourage a pastor, we can help a church. And if we help a church, we can help a town. If we help a town, it helps our country. I still contend that this week at the Preachers of Light Conference can do more for our nation than any political convention. So let's 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 prepare it. Let me let me give it, we'll close in just a second. Let me warn you. Excitement's building towards this conference. There are dozens more than have ever attended this conference going to descend on Jacksonville, Florida in three weeks. The potential to turn the world upside down for Christ that's going to be assembled in one spot. You can sense the excitement. You can feel the excitement. But let me tell you who knows it's coming to. The devil knows. The devil knows. And between now and then, he's going to work real hard to get you offended by something, to get you out of sorts with something. He's going to, he's going to try real hard to shake things up and, and turn them upside down. Don't you let him do it. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. You are important. You're important because Christ died for you. You're important to this church. You're important to the work. You're important. You think about this. There's not many, and I don't say this, I say this with, with as much humility as I could possibly use. There's not many conferences who can say that 80 preachers are coming to attend. There's not many. So what I'm saying is, God's doing something. And it's a big responsibility for you and I to be prepared for it. This is how we're going to close tonight in addition to Tori's offertory at the end. For invitation tonight, I just think it would be good for us to, if you could make your way down to the altar, why don't we just conclude the service with our church going to prayer, praying for the preachers that are going to be coming in to preach, the preachers that are coming in for the conference, for the choir. I know you pray for me. I'd appreciate extra prayer for me. 
So why don't we just pray and ask the Lord to just remove any hindrance to, first of all, for you to make a decision that week, for you to get something from the meeting that week, for the pastors who are coming, the pastor's wives. We, we know each other pretty well, don't we? We have a great relationship as pastor and people. You know my heart. You know that we have a heart to help other people. So why don't we conclude the service tonight. If you want to make your way, eventually we'll get to the piano, but if you want to go ahead and uh, if you're able to come to the altar, you can come to the altar. You can uh, make an altar out of your seat. If you, if, if you can't do that, you can sit right where you're at. But let's pray and ask the Lord to do something that week. We say, and it's true, that God needs to do something in our nation. But how often do we as God's people go to our knees and ask Him to do something in our nation? God, would you stir the hearts of men across this nation, across the world? Our hearts must be stirred. We must be in our place. We must take advantage of what God has given us to do. Let's take a moment and ask the Lord to do a work in our hearts that week, the hearts of the people who will be here.